the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. The Durham report, the FBI's investigation into Hunter Biden, and rapture. What are three things I won't see completed in my lifetime? For more on this, as well as January 6th and the domestic terrorist threat assessment based on what has happened in Afghanistan, please be joined by Kevin Brock, former assistant director, assistant director of intelligence for the FBI and former principal deputy director of the National Counterterrorism Center. Kevin, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dan and Amy. And yes, I'm old enough to remember Karnak. Like, oh, good. Thank I'm glad you. somebody gets me. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, are, are you in the same camp as Karnak, uh, Hunter Biden, FBI investigation into Hunter and, uh, the Durham report? These are things we will never see Com- completed. We'll need, yeah. We'll, we'll need a longer settle, uh, segment to discuss all of that, but, uh, I understand your frustration. Absolutely. Um, any indication that I'm wrong, uh, is, uh, is, is the FBI going to complete the Hunter Biden investigation or or maybe you know turn that over a couple of administrations down the road when it doesn't matter so much anymore. I'm not sure they even have a status on that investigation, frankly. I, I uh, and as far as the Durham report, I do retain some hope uh, that he's going to have to release something. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not quite sure whether the the length of his inquiry is due to the fact that it's complex and he's he's uncovering things. Or they're just on a fishing expedition and, and not able to uh, to come up with the uh, come up with the uh, you know the reasons behind that whole debacle, which would be disappointing because, as I've written many, many, many times, the FBI did not have adequate predication to launch uh, an extensive investigation and political investigation into imagined collusion between the Trump administration and the Russians. Uh, so it would be. It would be very, very disappointing if nothing comes out of that. Maybe it could, like, be, be yeah. Maybe it could be issued like uh, by Random House as an appendix to Jim Comey's new, next book or something. Yeah, exactly. And that's another frustrating thing is that the principals involved in engineering that whole thing, leaders at the top of the FBI, who, yeah, uh, you know, Jim Comey was a, a transitory leader, comes in and and wreaks havoc. It's going to take the FBI. Uh, you know, a decade or so to get over, uh, to get back to where they should be and and trusted by the American people as an objective uh, investigative body. Uh, that's been just horribly damaged. And um, and he reaps the rewards, uh, making a nice money on books and appearances and, and CNN town hall halls and, and other things that are sympathetic to the view of the left. So right now, what is America's top national security threat? <laughs> The, the president of the United States, um, as I wrote in a recent column, the the 
stunning uh, cascade of poor decisions that we have seen over the last two or three weeks has left the American people with a sense that we are not safe. And that is the exact opposite of what leadership, true leadership, should be providing to the American people at all times. Um, it is almost inexplicable how uh, the United States could retreat, which they should have, everybody agrees with that, that could retreat in a manner that would leave Americans and their allied uh helpers in Afghan vulnerable to a terrorist group, and yet we've done that. And to this day, I haven't heard, unless you have, but I haven't heard, I have not heard anybody from the president on down tell us who made that decision, who was responsible for that decision. Uh, we've got a lot of finger pointing, but uh, right now we still don't know. Well, uh, Jen Saki, the White House spokesbeing, was asked if uh, America is less safe with the Taliban at the helm in Afghanistan. This is how she answered it. Listen to her answer and let's get your answer. Are Americans less safe now because the Taliban now has access to billions of dollars worth of American-made weaponry? Well, let me unpack your question a little bit, because uh, the U.S. military, part of their retrograde effort is to... uh, reduce the amount of military equipment or apparatus that uh, anyone on the ground has access to. I'm not going to get into the details of how they do that, but that is part of their effort. I will also uh, reiterate something that, that our national security advisor said just last week. We had to make an assessment several weeks ago about whether we provide materials to the Afghan national security forces so that they could fight the fight. Obviously, they decided not to fight uh, or not, and we made the decision to provide them with that equipment and the material. The third piece I would note that's very important here is that we have not assessed that any group on the ground, uh, whether it's ISIS-K or the Taliban, has the ability to attack the United States. Whoa. We clearly need to, sorry, that was an aggressive bug. Um, We need to uh, ensure that remains the case, but that is not a capability that we have assessed to be uh, the case at this point in time. There's a difference between the threat that is posed to U.S. men and women serving or people who are gathering outside of the gates in Kabul and whether these individuals can attack the United States. Mm -hmm. $85 billion worth of uh, armaments left behind, uh, one estimate, and uh, and the Taliban, which is a terrorist organization, so designated by our State Department in charge. And she can't quite make the call if that makes America less or more safe. Yeah, this is, uh, Dan, this is one of the most spectacular and frustrating failures of either intelligence collection and reporting or intelligence interpretation, which either case is, is, a, is a bad situation. So either the intelligence community should be outraged because they – gave the president and Pentagon adequate assessments of capabilities and they chose to ignore it for political, their own political agenda, or they didn't, they were not able to, to make basic assessments uh, uh, about whether or not it's a good, a good thing to leave that kind of military equipment with an army that if they couldn't see was ready to collapse, then shame on them. This is, it's, there's just no way out of this, this maze or this corner that they've painted themselves into. And those types of ex, uh, explanations just come across as, as what they are transparently weak and, and, and befuddled and telegraphing to the rest of the world that 
the people in charge have no clue what they're doing. Jen Pisaki would have made a great spokesman for like no uh, Yuri and drop off. Uh, you're telling the press corps that uh, comrade has a slight cold for months on end while he's dead in the next room. Well, um, I mean, it's 33 Black Hawk helicopters. That's more. No, the Taliban have more Black Hawk helicopters than Australia does. Well, he, here's the thing about the, the what's left behind her. her what essentially, if you could parse her double speak, she's essentially saying, you know, we don't think they'll be able to figure out how to use the weaponry. Well, that, that's an oh inter- that, that's an interesting uh, uh, approach. We're we're hoping they won't figure out how. And and there's some pictures uh, not unverified of a Black Hawk helicopter. Controlling the skies at uh, Kandahar. So I, I don't know if they have figured it out, but I mean, certainly taking the posture that, yeah, we left a bunch of stuff behind that is problematic if it's a, if it's deployed, but we're hoping they don't figure out how to deploy it. That doesn't seem like a very good strategy with the allies the Taliban have that can provide whatever training is necessary. Yeah. Do you, do you believe that there are no elements in Russia or China that would be willing to go into Afghanistan and train the Taliban on how to use this equipment? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, all right, we got to get this this other topic in before we uh, let you go. Um, January sixth, um, I mean, the FBI releases this report last week, and uh, you know, I guess if the press doesn't cover it, it, it was actually never released. But uh, the report is there's no evidence that, despite the last eight months of everyone on the left saying our representative republic hung in the balance of this organized insurrection. There's no evidence of coordination. There's no evidence of pre-planning. It's a lot of one-offs was essentially the top-line takeaway from the FBI's report. Right. Yeah. So, and, you know, I'm not sure anybody who, you know, watched what took place that day and and, and is not political uh, drew a conclusion otherwise. Uh, It looked like it turned out to be what it looked like, and that is uh, a bunch of people at a rally who got overexcited and went in. This is not excusing trespassing in the right. Capitol and, and breaking through security and that type of thing. But um, I worked, um, I've worked terrorist, quote unquote, uh, from all ideologies on the left, the right, internationally, and everything else, uh, and particularly. And what this group was being painted as an anti-government white supremacist uh, crowd, that 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 group of of true terrorists in, in that fall into that camp are hapless. They can't organize themselves out of a out of a uh, a paper bag. They they don't have that type of planning skills traditionally. So those of us who have worked these types of issues for years, we're looking at this as, and, and realizing no, this is. This is not some sophisticated, coordinated effort, uh, because that just doesn't happen in the real world. It turns out to be what it was, and and uh, and it, it was certainly not a planned insurrection. Shouldn't be described that way. But do, uh, it was a mess. Doesn't it, yeah? I mean, and I, I agree. I mean, the response you get from the left to this report, if you get any, is well, you know, they hey, those people that uh, breached the Capitol and and attacked the Capitol police officers, they should be prosecuted. I agree. Agreed. Totally agree. Okay, now that we're done with that, we agree that people who break the law should be prosecuted. Not a position the left normally takes, but they're taking this case. Good for them. Now that we're done with that, let's now talk about what you have been saying for eight months. Armed insurrection, republic in the balance, lost our democracy. That is untrue according to your administration's FBI 
and there is no accountability for what you have been saying for the last eight months and denigrating 75 million Americans who voted for Trump because of the uh, unruly and illegal behavior of a few hundred Americans on January 6th. It seems to me Christopher Ray and others have a responsibility to trumpet that information. Well, and it, it should be trumpeted because the other side trumpeted their message, which was our goal all along, was just to get that narrative out there. It's going to be tough to overcome it. Uh, but they're desperate. And now now they're even more desperate, Dan and Amy, because of what's going on in Afghanistan, because they're losing control of the left narrative. If the if the uh, if the crowd on January 6th had only gone into the uh, Capitol and shoplifted and if the Capitol had only been located in San Francisco, oh, then, then we would have been all fine. charges. <laughs> yeah, all, all charges would have been dropped yeah. and uh, they could have continued shoplifting. Uh, so this is the kind of craziness that is happening around the country that is leaving the American people confused and unsettled and wondering whether we have any true leaders in this country right now at all. Yeah, that's a good description of where a whole host of Americans are at, myself included. Kevin Brock, former assistant director of Intel for the FBI, former principal deputy director of the National Counterterrorism Center as well. Kevin, thanks as always for joining us. Appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Good talking to you. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. A decade ago, the Barack Obama-Joe Biden administration put hundreds of firearms into the hands of drug cartels in Mexico and failed to track them. Operation Fast and Furious resulted in those weapons being used against the Border Patrol, with at least one agent killed, as well as a number of crimes within the U.S. That pales in comparison to Biden's route from Afghanistan. The U.S. abandoned $85 billion in materiel, including well over 400,000 automatic weapons and 126,000 pistols. We also left behind hundreds of aircraft, armored vehicles, and thousands of trucks, which the Taliban are already using to oppress our Afghan partners and make their emirate even stronger than it was before 9-11. Those firearms won't stay in Afghanistan for long. The Taliban will sell those to terror groups around the world, regardless of philosophy. They will gain hard currency in those black market sales, and their clients will gain significant firepower. And just as in Fast and Furious, we can expect them to target Americans and our allies with those weapons for years to come. I'm Ed Morrissey. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.